you do depth work on a regular basis. You, you know, you continually do depth whenever it's called upon you by your art and your art will be like a lover in a weird way. It is kind of like that. And it will ask you, I need more of you in this and you'll have to respond. And if you don't, your relationship with your art will suffer. And just like it would in a romantic relationship or a friendship, you know, sometimes your friend is going to need you and it's going to call on something of you. That's mm-hmm. more of you than, than you maybe always know you have inside of you. And then you either show up for it or you don't. And if you start looking at your art that way, I think you might build a, a relationship with it. That is a lot more fulfilling for it and for you. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Um, Inside joke. The old clap start. Um... No one knows what you're talking about, Evan. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. Digging into the depths of your creativity. I like the title of this one, Brandon. Uh, and I like the conversation we had leading up to the title of this and everything that we are going to be getting into and who knows what it might lead to. But uh, I think that this is a fantastic conversation that has... A lot of elements going on in it. For me, this conversation has a lot to do with who you are as a person, as a creative person. Um, listening to yourself and trusting yourself as a creative person and, and what we're bringing to whatever it is that we're doing. Um, but I know there's a lot more than that going on with this. So Brandon, what, uh, what are you excited about in this conversation? Yeah, it matters who you are in the creative process. I think that's, I think that's the point is that we don't always factor that in when we're trying to make progress and do whatever we're trying to do, write a script, make a movie, do a painting, write a song, get, create an album, whatever the thing is that you're trying to do, you're a key element to the whole thing. And yeah, you got to dig into that. And that's a relevant part of the process. And I think what's cool about this conversation is like, we, we, we went and we talked about a bunch of things and we ultimately came into this understanding that it was kind of like this thing you're digging into of yourself. And actually, you know, I want, I really hope you'll share some of the questions that you ask yourself as an actor when you break down a scene, because I found when you shared that with me, it was super interesting because when you learn scene study or auditioning technique or all that stuff in acting, there is a certain number of steps that you need to do to break down a scene, to understand what's going on, to get the character to some degree. But really those kind of answer a lot of surface questions, but some of the questions you were asking they factor in kind of the depth for you as an artist. And I thought that would might be a really good segue into what we're trying to talk about. Maybe a good example, because um, yeah, like you just, you only shared one or two with me, but I mean, I thought like, that's great. Like that's, 
that's such an important part of finding your way into something. Yeah. Yeah. So, or yeah, I'll just go into it and, and share it. It's, I don't, I have a whole list of them. I've written them down in a place. Like they're things that I've, you know, after a period in my life where I became disillusioned with myself as an actor and I was taking all of these different classes and things. And I, I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't feel like I'm getting any better. I'm not in the place I want to be both, um, career wise or in my craft. I felt like I was just spinning my wheels and had learned so much. I'd learned so much technique. I'd learned so many things that are taught in, you know, most acting schools out there. And so I took, you know, a couple of years away from the classroom, from the acting classroom. And it can become a rut, uh, for a lot of people, just so you know, the classroom can become a rut. Um, anyhow, uh, I started to explore certain things of in many ways asking myself, well, what for me is essential? What is essential for me as an, as an actor to, for me, stepping into any role or preparing for any role. And one of the things that became very important. And at some point I recognized that I have to ask myself these questions before anything else. Right. So just for a lot of people, if you're actors, you know, you, you know, all, a lot of the stuff, but for a lot of the non-actors, there's certain things that you're taught in terms of preparing for a role you know, you got to ask yourself, what are the given circumstances of this? Like, where does it take place? Who are these people? What is happening? Like, what are the literal facts of things that are going? And that's all important. I'm not saying that that stuff's not important um, because it is. There, so there's stuff like that. Then it goes well beyond that. But you ask, your, there's a lot of sort of questions that you explore. But for me, I had to start asking myself questions like, okay, what do I need to say about this role? What, what is the most important thing for me to communicate? What lights me up about this part? What, you know, questions along those lines. Um, because those questions put me into direct contact with an intuitive part of myself, mm. uh, to s something that's, that is a little bit mysterious even unto myself, right? A, a part of me that just knows something. Um, and, but it's also the part of me that has the passion and excitement about something. It leads me down the path of excitement. So for me, it helps me to, to understand, okay, this is, this is what's important. This is what is important for me to make sure that I'm, I'm communicating in, in this role and it informs everything else that I'm doing. It informs the rest of, uh, of everything else that I need to, to prepare. But it also, those are also questions that help me to access what is, I guess, innately unique to my own expression. Right. As opposed to me trying to understand what is right, trying to perform the scene right or get the character right 
for one that that doesn't exist in the realm of acting there is no right Mm -hmm. so in terms of going deeper digging deeper these are all questions that help me to just dig deeper as an actor and access something that is still informed by what's going on like when i ask myself these questions i've normally read through the script like two or three times you know i've normally gone through it i'm starting to like let this stuff start to work on me you know Mm. i'm letting the story work on me i'm letting the characters work on me i'm getting um you know letting that start to to bubble and and boil and bake inside of me you know one Mm, of my my acting teachers um uh larry silverberg he he would tell us um you know, at least in that class that I was in, whenever he gave us scenes, he said, go to a place where you won't be disturbed. So like just in your bedroom or, or someplace where you can be by yourself and read through that scene at least three times that you're doing and don't, and he's like, and you read it to yourself. He said, don't, don't start performing it. Don't start saying the lines of the part that you're playing. Don't, like don't resist the urge and the temptation to do that just sit quietly and let it let it start to affect you because Mm -hmm. it does you start there's there's it has a quality when you do that when you don't just dive into it and start performing it because the danger that happens for a lot of actors there is that you start doing it too soon you risk becoming locked in and married to saying a line a certain way or making a certain choice with within the scene. And we were really trying to avoid doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that this is for everybody. There are some people who thrive in just that space of like, just jump in and, and, and let it rip. Um, but I would say from what I've seen and just in it for myself it's of tremendous value for me to just sit with it quietly, read through it and let the bubble start, start coming up like bigger and bigger and bigger. Because I have, I notice that every single time I read, it's like, oh, maybe I had an idea in my head about a certain scene or a particular event. But then the next time I read through it, I'm like, oh, no, there's something there's there's a whole other thing that's going on here. And then the third time through, I was like, oh, OK, OK, OK. And there's something happening. And then I start to ask myself those questions. All right. What's essential for me to communicate? What do I have to say about this person? What do I have to communicate about this person? You know, what lights me up about this character? Um, because those things, when I, when I ask myself those questions, they lead me they lead me to something that just simple uh, analysis can't can't give me. So I I talked a long time there. <laughs> so thank you everybody for bearing with with me. But <laughs> that's as uh, I think enough context to to give this one. That's good stuff, man. It's you know yeah how how is it working on you is really kind of the question, right? As opposed to you working on it, and. Uh, I guess this is kind of the, you know, this is part of the discovery that, that I've been having and investigating and diving into. Well, like 
so this year I do a course, right? I do a course called Timeless Storytelling and I teach people how to write a screenplay and they learn how to actually complete the screenplay in a month. But something, the way I do it is it's actually a two month course because the first month is just about breaking down story and character and concept and all the elements of, you know, putting something together. But this year I decided that I would extend the prep work by a week. And um, it was something that I kind of just had a hard to heart with myself. And it, I didn't really know exactly everything I was doing, but I was kind of like, well, you know, um, something I've noticed from a lot of clients, like who really end up producing really great work and win awards and have like this really great stuff at the end of the day is it's kind of this thing we're talking about. They let the work work on them because there's a great recording of me and uh, Pauline talking in one of our courses. And she won like over 20 awards with her film, best actress, best screenplay, best picture, best director, best fucking everything. And there's this scene from class. I have it on recording of us talking about her creating this story. And she stands up in class because it was a live class. And she's talking about her concept and her pitch and whatever. And initially it was this kind of like thriller type of movie and all this stuff, like, like thriller elements. Like it was a kind of mysterious and whatever. And in this conversation we're having, she's like, yeah, but I've been thinking about it. And, you know, it just, I don't know if I really want to go down that road. I kind of did because it was kind of like maybe more commercially like blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, but I've been feeling like there's something in this. And I'm like, well, go away. And I tell her something like, go away. And I want you to like dig into that and like work on it. She did. And then she obviously created this film that wasn't a thriller. It was actually a drama. And it won all these awards. And it was a super powerful film. One of the best things that have ever come out of the courses that I do. And it's like, it's like one of those calling card films. You know, it's like, I'm proud of her for doing it because obviously it did an incredible thing for her, but also like, it's incredible to see someone come out of that. And everybody who's done something like that, they always let the work work on them at some point. And so that was kind of the insight I had. And so um, what I decided to do this year was um, take a little extra time with basically the concept and character element of the course where you develop your concept and you develop your characters. And so uh, one of the clients I was working with, um, she came with some concept and some character elements and they were pretty good they're pretty good elements they make good drama they make a good story and i was like okay but i want you to go away this week because i extended a week i want you to go away this week and i want you to make that make sense i want you to think that out i want you to like kind of go like why and ask yourself and dig into like like well it like for example her character is apparently very serious and like you know um, is away a lot. Like, so like make that make sense, you know, and, and she's also apparently very protective of her sister. Why is she protective of her sister? Like make that make sense. I want you to dig into this. And when she came back this week, this last week, her story set up with character and concept was 10 out of 10 jaw dropping, like, like the best of the best screenwriters, you know, it's like, she had flawed characters with impediments, with secrets, with back history, with motivation, with relationship complexities that just don't come out of half-baked thinking. She 
went in to this person and she tried to make sense of this relationship with her sister and herself and why she does this stuff. And all of this wonderful, incredible stuff came up. And like, I'm not going to give away her story here on the podcast because it's not fair for me to do that. But Evan, you know, I shared with you, so you already have experience of it. And you can agree at least. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that, yeah, you dig into your work and sometimes it's like, it doesn't necessarily feel like you're making as much progress, like moving the thing forward as quickly, but you're actually creating um, something substantial. And I think this is the big thing that I'm, I'm kind of uh, interested in, in this conversation. And like what you're sharing with your acting is when you ask like, what burns me up about this character? What lights me up about this character or fires me up or however you want to put it, that digs into the depth of the character. And you don't have to do that to make progress in the scene, but it brings depth for you. And, and that's what I find so fascinating about what we're trying to navigate here is like, because there's wonderful things that come out of that, you know? And yeah. I think for the sake of progress, you'll miss those things if it's all about moving forward and all about doing it and getting it done. Um, yeah. But I do think <clears throat> one caveat I'll say is that you have to be real honest with yourself about this. Am I doing this work because I'm actually digging deeper and I'm trying to like, you know, get to the depths of something inside of myself that I just don't even understand until I look into, or are you just distracting yourself with easy bullshit work that does just takes you away from what actually matters? Because the thing is, is when my client went away this week, that work definitely matters it's definitely going to influence and help her do this course and come up with a better project for sure. Did it make progress in her getting her script done faster? It didn't get it done faster, but it'll make her script better. So it was real work. It just doesn't necessarily move things forward in a progressive like progression way. But um, this is something that I'm kind of like looking at. And so I think we need to be mindful as we navigate this topic that we encourage people to dig deeper, but we also encourage them not to do bullshit distraction work that just takes them away from actually doing real work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's about really connecting to what's important. And I think what's important for you, which is, you know, in some of those questions that I ask, that's what it helps me to see is like what is actually important for, for me and where I need to put my attention you know, most of all, because, you know, especially within something like acting, you're in such a collaborative, you know, medium that, uh, and also you're going to be discovering things along the way. So it comes back down to so often, it's like where, where you used a word before we started recording, like anchor, you know, like where you're sort of anchored in and that mm -hmm. anchor has to be something that you are so that you're deeply connected to you know, on, and it's an emotional reaction. It's an emotional, intuitive space that you're working from. And because, yeah, there can be a risk of just busy work, you know, and, and in relating that to acting as well, I know I've spent so much time just doing busy work, um, earlier in my acting life and career when, you know, I was learning all of these new techniques and tools and learning how to break down a scene and, and understand things. And 
the the trap that can happen there, the danger that can happen is that, okay, you've done a lot of really clever intellectual work on this, but it's actually done nothing to move you. It's done nothing to actually light you up. It's just, um, you know, like one of the big ones where I think that this happens too with actors is, you know, teachers will say, it's like, you gotta, you gotta bring up the stakes. You gotta increase the stakes of why this is important. So ask yourself and, you know, and, and, I've done this. And so I get sent away for the week, right? It's like work on your stakes. Right. And so I'm working on my stakes, but it's all just, uh, an idea, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, uh, I have to make sure that this person, you know, uh, gives me what I want by the end of this or else my light, you know, like, and you come up with this sort of, you know, you make up this, some sort of thing that will happen or why this is so much more important now but I've come up with something that actually doesn't move me in any kind of way it doesn't it doesn't get me excited and that's that's when you're just doing busy work I think that always when you're creating something and within art there's got to be like, yes, there can be an intellectual connection, but that can't be the only connection that there is to it. Like, it's a whole, there's a wholeness c connection. Like, your whole being has has something anchored there. You know, like, that's, I think, essential in, in what we're we're trying to say. Because, yeah, like, there's a ton of busy work that can be done, and I think within any creative enterprise or or entrepreneurial exercise you know like we can get really caught up working on things and spending a ton of time on stuff that really doesn't matter that much or putting in an extra you know four or five hours into this thing isn't going to yield that much of a significant result you know like digging deeper um is really about, I think, establishing, like, connecting to what is actually important. Connecting to what is actually important. And that is what you need to give mo more of your time and attention to, right? And then the rest, everything else flows from that that space. But because I think that maybe this is the next part of this conversation because you had mentioned earlier on that you know, sometimes we need to let things bake a little bit longer in the oven, right? Like sometimes we need to not just drive things forward all the time. Sometimes we need to take a step back and give something some space uh, in order for it to, in order for it to, I don't know what the word is, like reveal itself better or for us to get a better handle, grasp, whatever it is. Sometimes that requires a different usage of our time I guess I don't know if that's maybe accurate maybe you should take it away from from this one you can elaborate a bit more on on that because I don't feel like I'm doing it justice well yeah I mean it's uh it is it's it's really just about what matters but figuring out what matters that's part of you navigating and that's I think that's the difference between um experience and inexperience because real experience is 
when you actually understand what matters and bullshit experience is when you do things that are busy work because there's work that actually matters and there's work that doesn't matter. And if you're going to succeed in anything, here's just practical advice. I don't care if you're an artist or an entrepreneur or, or just whatever, there's things that matter and there are things that don't. And if you cannot separate the difference between what matters and what doesn't, then you are inexperienced. You could have been in an industry or a field or something for decades, but if you cannot separate the difference between what matters and what doesn't, you are the same as an inexperienced person. If you can, to the degree that you can, to the precision that you can, I would argue is to the degree that you have experience, real world, actual, practical, relevant experience. So an experienced artist would be very good at knowing what, what questions matter, what directions matter, what things matter to put their energy and time and effort in. And that's why they can do it so quickly, so instantaneously, so precise. And an inexperienced person is just overwhelmed. They don't know. Because when you begin in anything, there's usually so many options and so many places to put your attention. And so it's just like, you try to do it all. That's what most people try to do. They try to do it all and they get overwhelmed. They get, they get run down. It's just too much. It takes incredible amounts of time. I know this because I remember when I started acting and like screenwriting and all that stuff, I used to do these character bios and I would write 30 pages on a character. I just like, oh, this is their relationship with their mother and their father and <laughs> sibling. And I just like, and they're kind of like, they see themselves, you know, I just get into everything. And if you did it long enough, you'd probably figure out kind of who the character was like, but 95% of it was nonsense that you just didn't even need and wouldn't factor in. And anyway, when you wrote the script, it might even change because you didn't really know what you're talking about because everything was just thought out. So one of the things that I do for screenwriters when they work with me is I give them, basically I have a, a character creation model and I have for leading characters, for dynamic round main characters, I have questions set. And when you answer these 16 questions, you're pretty much gonna know who you're dealing with. And then if they're not as key character, I think I narrowed it down to like six questions or maybe, maybe 10, but I think it's six. Um, and that question set gives you enough to know for a character that's not as important because there's just information you just don't need for that character. And so what this does is it streamlines a lot of the process, but, but what I've, something I learned, and this is actually from my dad when I was young, but he said something to me once he said, you know, the best people ask the best questions. And I, I mean, it's the most accurate statement pretty much anyone has ever said because you know it's not his or anything but it's like it's so true if you know the right questions to ask you can do anything you can understand anything and there are only a finite number of questions you need to ask and know but it's not easy to always know the right questions the key questions the most pinnacle most important mm -hmm. questions what i loved about what you brought in evan was that 
you ask the question that's not obvious, that's a clear sign of wisdom because you and I both studied a lot in acting and we learned all the normal questions that actors generally ask when they break down a scene. But you figured out a question to ask yourself that gives you a direct access to yourself. And once you know how to do that, it starts to become obvious. You can refine the questions, you can figure it out. But like if another actor missed that question, they miss a depth in their work. And it's one of those things. It's like we get so focused on making progress, we forget to, to, to find depth in our progress. And I mm. think what a lot of this conversation is about is like wisdom is knowing when you need depth and not progress. And that's kind of the difference, you know, it's, but yeah. you got to figure out when it's time to dig in and when it's time to just move forward. And that comes through experience and it comes through doing the work and it comes through trial and error and maybe mentorship and guidance. And uh, I think that can help, but I, but I think even with a mentor, the, you know, what I've learned about mentorship is I'll just say one last thing about this. A good mentor realizes that they encourage you to learn more than they teach you how to do it. There's a difference in that. A teacher teaches you how to do it, but a mentor encourages you to learn. And there's a difference in that. And that's very important difference. And not everybody understands that. And it's a mm -hmm. very important take away from this conversation if you're going to take something away some things you're only going to learn by doing and the mentor will say you have to do this i cannot this is not something i can teach you like i can tell you about it you can understand it you can conceptually get it but you you will not actually get it and learn it until you do it and mm -hmm. this is one of those things that i'm just going to direct you I'm going to push you in that direction. I'm going to encourage you to go that way. And you come back and respond and tell me how it went and what you learned. And we will discuss, but until you've done the journey, we cannot have the conversation that you are wanting to have right now. Yeah. Yeah. The best teachers are all the ones that, that instill not, you know, they can give you systems, um, but more than a system, I think the best thing that a, a great mentor or teacher does is to help you learn how to look. Yes. For yourself, right? Yes. Like it's, I think that that's because, you know, your teacher can't tell you everything that you're going to come up against. You know, they might be able to, to tell you about a few, but they only have their experience of of what they came up against. You might come up against some other stuff. You might not come up against some stuff that they did, you know, like it's so more important than anything is, is teaching you how to look, how to listen and to respond. Right. And, and, and figuring out how to respond intelligently for yourself. Right. It's a trickier thing, which is why a lot of people just try and teach systems all the time. Yeah. Right. But that's a, that's a whole other conversation <laughs> in the whole thing. But, you know, it's, it's funny that we're, you know, it's funny what we titled this one and, and how this conversation has gone to a certain degree because my, my teacher, Larry, I just remembered he used to, he used to say to us, don't go bigger, go deeper. 
that was one of his his things because a lot of actors you know they're they have a a bad instinct to go bigger you know when something isn't working or they want to be more impressive or to give a better performance there can be a really bad instinct to go bigger you know and what happens there is that you end up pushing something that isn't real you mm-hmm. know like i'm gonna just suddenly blow up and be angry and it comes from nowhere and it's just and then you see it and you're like oh it's cringeworthy because yeah. you're like that's bad acting like that didn't come from anywhere that was you know but so it was always like go deeper go deeper because the end and when you go deeper it actually it it has the effect that you're that you're looking for but it it makes it bigger you don't you don't but you don't see it because when you go deeper and i don't mean to cut you off but i know from my own experience that when you go deeper it can make things life and death for you because all of a sudden they like matter so much I mm-hmm. actually have a story. Let me just quickly share. I I, I know I kind of like. No, 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 no. Go, go for it. Go for but it. We were doing a scene in acting class. This was actually with Ted Whittle, who's one of my favorite acting teachers in the world. And, um, and who we've had on the show before. And we, who we had on the show. And by the way, you should go and search out his episode and listen to it. Cause it's great. Um, but we were in his class and, uh, he, um, I was doing this scene from like death to smoochie or something like that. And I was playing <laughs> smoochie, you know, uh, the Rob Williams character, but we were only in the process. Like, so we used to record the scene at the end of the class and stuff and you'd see it and whatever. But this was like before the recording and I was still finding the character and finding the situation. And I don't know this week that we were in, I, tapped into something deep like i hit a well like a deep deep well in my self about this character and their situation because this character in the scene was desperate like desperate broke um their whole life felt like they were falling apart um granted i had never really truly experienced that in my life at that point but like um but i tapped into something just something so like, and Ted has that way. Like, I don't know, like his mm-hmm. character work, the stuff he does, I just cannot say enough good things about him, but yeah. the work that he would do with us, he would help us tap wells that man, they, they changed the way that I looked at life through art. And I find that profound, but in this particular one, we tapped into a well. And I, I remember I was with the scene partner and it was life or death for me. I was just so, and I wasn't trying to be big, but like my performance was pretty big. It was like really like vibrant and, and kind of wild and whatever, but it was grounded. And, and the scene partner that I was working with, he went to Ted and he was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with him. And, and, uh, what's he doing? And Ted was like, he's Shakespearean at this point. That's what Ted said. He's like, to him, this is life and death. And to you, it's just a day. And he like, he's like, just try to deal with him. And it created this incredible 
Like these are the things about acting that I love that people will never see. They never got recorded on camera. And they're why I love acting class so much when you're doing really great work is that you have these moments with other actors and all the people who are in the room and people remember these moments for their entire lives and they bring mm. them up in conversations. Like, you remember that scene when you did Death to Smoochie and you were like, it was like, holy shit, like that was like something, you know? And you're like, it's just, it's, it's depth. It's like you hit a well and it sprays out and it's just like, it's not, you're not even in your body anymore in the sense that like you're consciously trying to do anything, but like, there's like these moments and you're just, it, it it's, it's fascinating. And I think the thing is about that for actors, what's so challenging for actors is to be able to continually hit that well and do that on cue when the cameras get turned on, you know, in, in filmmaking, we call it capturing lightning in a bottle because it really is such a special thing when it happens. Um, but for, for actors, we have so much pressure, you know, and there becomes this weird thing. If you hit that well, and then you try to recreate that well, you run into a massive problem, um, you know, which is a whole other probably topic we could get into. But, but it is a beautiful thing when you hit that well. And you just, mm -hmm. you, you, you hit something so deep that, you literally kind of lose yourself in the scene. And then all of a sudden, like the scene does you. And I mean, it, it's, it's like, I, I love like with all my heart, I love acting for that. That yeah. to me, that's, that's why acting has been such a beautiful part of my life. You know, it's just like, Oh my God. Cause you tap into some part of your humanity. You just don't even know exists until you're there. And you're like, wow, like what, what kind of like transcendent wisdom was like coming through us while that happened. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so, it's so wild. I mean, granted yeah. I'll admit, I haven't learned how to replicate that as an actor necessarily and be able to be the kind of performer where I can, I can knock that out you know, on point every time, like, 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 but I have had the experience and I get why people love acting for that, you know, because it just, man, but you know, like, I guess all the arts are like that, you know, there is a well, oh, yeah. and when you hit it, it's, it's transcendent. It truly is. And that's why, I think that's why this conversation is so important. It's about you know, if you want to have that big transcendent work, it's not about making progress as much as it is about going deeper, but you got to know when to go deeper and maybe how to go deeper. Right. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of avenues we could go down around this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I know for sure you've, you've, you've just made me like feel such a keen and sharp desire to get into like a scene a good scene study <laughs> yeah. class again <laughs> well, i, I mean, know a of, yeah <laughs> a lot of things about kibosh because yeah it's it's man i have so many memories of actors you know great actors who most people have never even heard of will never ever hear of and just to have seen such incredible work from from people and and to be one of some, you know, sometimes you're in a classroom where it's just like, there was only like you 
and like six other people who saw that. Yeah. Who saw a couple of people give the performances of a lifetime. Yes. That had somebody, you know, captured that on an, on a great stage or something like that. That's fucking awards, you know, for those people there. Like that's, it's, that's breathtaking in a, in a way, in its own peculiar way. That that happens all the time. Yeah. And and that happens all the time. Because when it, when you tap into that, well, it's when you're an audience member in a class where someone hits their well, like as an, another fellow actor, and they might not be a big star, but like they hit their well. And then all of a sudden the scene like takes on a life. You are literally transfixed in those moments. They're they're there. It, it, and you know, it, it's an, it's an amazing thing when it happens. And I think like as artists, we're always trying to figure out, I mean, those of us who really want to do great work, like we really want to try to find the true full potential of what's possible. You know, when we're after that weird kind of intangible kind of unknowing pursuit. Um, but then that's part of the the crazy thing. I used to go to class actually every Saturday and I used to go from one o'clock until six o'clock every Saturday. I'd give up most of my Saturday just to go to acting class. And sometimes we would even go a few hours late and I just loved it. And we used to say like, what are other people doing on a Saturday? My, like my life is being changed. Like it's being like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm transforming as a human being, you know, I could be out partying. I could be at the beach. I could be doing a bunch of other things. And this is, this is why I love art, Evan, (laughs) (laughs) because it does that kind of thing to you. You know, it's like when you really do it, it's like, you don't even know what's happening. And then all of a sudden it's happened and it's, you're in it and you're like, Oh, it's just, yeah. You know, it's transformative, right? Like all the best pieces of art are transformative and, and every now and then it happens in film too, you know, or yeah. in a, in a piece of, you know, it's like the first time you see Shawshank Redemption or some shit like that. You're just like, I'm transformed. I don't yeah. know necessarily how or why, <laughs> but like that, it just leaves a mark on you as a human being. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and seeing like these little moments of these performances when people just, yeah, they hit they hit something and something real and it just makes you just clutch at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. was a nice little detour <laughs> well, in I a mean, way, I know, guess, it's, but it's great to celebrate the wonder of art. You know, I think like having that little detour we took is it's, it's, it's a bit of a celebration, you know, it's like, it really is. Cause I think every once in a while, you know, like, you and I have been in the industry for a couple of decades and it's like, it's, it's nice to take a moment every now and then celebrate, you know, celebrate art. I mean, like the other day when my my client, like the one I was talking about came up with, came with this story, honestly, like walked away celebrating that. Cause I was just like, I love that. Like it's a really young person and for them to come up with such depth and just like professional, like top tier level work you know? And it's just like, it's a celebration, you know? It's just like, I love that. I just love that. And, 
And they walk away so excited and so like just filled with their potential. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what depth does though. Like that's, I think the point of this conversation is like, if you never give yourself the time to slow down just every now and then to like dig into what's important for you, you just mm-hmm. never give yourself that chance to have that incredible part of art. And I mean, dude, we did dedicated the last like several years of our life to talking about it in a podcast. There's a reason for that. You know, it's not like this isn't a random thing. We didn't even do this because we wanted to have an audience. We did it because we were like, we need to record our conversations. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the funny thing about it, right? Like we, every conversation we have is a celebration of art because that's why we do this. I mean, this is a lot of the reason why I do it is in this conversation in particular, it just brought this out of me. I'm just remembering. I'm like, yeah, like this is why we do this. This is why I do this. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes. I recently released a book called the actor's awakening, connecting spirituality to craft, expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Because it's just, it because of, of how much of an effect that it can have, how transformative it can be. And there's a few things I want to see. For one... If you get an, if you're not an actor, but you get an opportunity to go and see a scene study class, like sometimes they open the doors and and you know, f- for a thing. Um, hopefully, it's a, they're not all good, but you know, honestly, yeah. take those opportunities because you might just, it, you if you're lucky, you'll get a chance to just see something really fucking special. Um, but something about which I wasn't expecting to happen in this conversation but just what you were sharing about this um this girl that you're 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 coaching and mentoring and in writing the story and the script and and in relationship to this you know digging into your depths and when you bring that out when you share that when you don't just keep that locked away to yourself you know, this, in some ways, like our last our last episode, we were talking about um, uh, what was the last one we were talking about? Give your don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. You know, those depths when you commit to digging into it, you don't always know what it's going to do, you know, or if it'll do anything. But I think that you you have a chance you have there's an opportunity that that's going to leave a mark on somebody you know because we just when we as human beings see somebody who is putting the depth of their being out there whether that's in a in a performance whether that be in acting or or as a musician or a dancer or a painter what whatever the the hell it is we when we see somebody put their depths into it 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 touches us in a way and it and it sparks something in us 
you know, as, as an audience. And if you don't, if, if you don't do it, if you don't give yourself the space to do that, and if you don't allow yourself the permission to share that, I mean, you are, you are depriving us, you know, like you are actually depriving your fellow human being of something that could be so transformative for us, that could be so cathartic, that could be exactly the thing that we just need in a moment. You know, like, have you ever had one of those experiences where you hear a song or you watch a movie or something like some piece of art just enters into your life for a second and you just go, holy fuck, I needed that. Like, I just, I needed that. Like something deep within me just, you know, and and those are things that just like were something that came from somebody who just kept on digging. You know, someone who kept on on digging to find more and more of of the truth of what this is. More and more of that, that honest part of themselves and, and whatever that thing is inside of them. And they've let more of it loose and they gave it to us, you know, and they gave it to us. And it's just like, you know, there's such a, a feeling of gratitude for that when that happens. I don't know about you. I'm I'm sure you've had that experience, Brandon. I'm sure all of us have had that experience where it was just like, oh man, my God, like I needed that piece of, of art. Maybe we didn't, we don't think of it in that terms of like, I needed that piece of art, but like I needed that. I needed that song. I needed that movie. I needed that something. Oh. You're speaking to the choir. <laughs> because, uh, you, you know, like when I was a kid, and my parents were splitting up. We actually, when they split up, they split up because they they overextended themselves. And then the market crashed in real estate. They lost all their money. So we lost all our money. They split up. It was a very challenging time for me as a young man. And they also did not have a friendly breakup. They had a very tumultuous breakup. So that was hard. And my brothers were both a lot older than me. So they both headed off. One of them headed off to Victoria, which was like an island. So he was away. And the other one headed off to Toronto, which was on the other side of the country. And I was left alone with my parents and a confused teenager who had a traumatic situation with their parents getting divorced and also fighting and hating each other and losing everything and whatever. And I was just in this kind of like, what the hell? Like my whole life has just changed. And what I used to do is I took all the money I had, like any type of allowance, any money I earned, anything I could get. And I just took that money and I would basically do two things with it. I would buy magazines and I would go watch movies and I would buy magazines because they were an easy way to kind of get information that was not like a book, but like, you know, I wasn't much of a reader yet. I be, I mean, I, my book collection is probably bigger than most people's. So like, 
like it it's it rivals a library um <laughs> now but at the time i you know i was a teenager and i didn't necessarily you know look for that but i went to magazines and i went to movies and magazines were nice because they you know they gave me pictures and a bit of info and whatever and usually interviews from people and that was helpful but movies were the thing that kind of changed that that kind of not just changed my life but saved my life because I had something to go to where I, not only could I, like, it was probably initially a distraction just to kind of like, I liked movies as a way to get away and be on my own and do my thing. And I would walk from the house, uh, wherever I was to the theater and I would see everything. Cause I would just run out of movies to see at the theater. And this was before streaming and all of that stuff. Cause I'm an old person now compared to you youngins. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, the thing is, is I would go and then every once in a while I would see a movie that would be an awesome movie because I would see everything and I didn't have any judgment and there was no particular, I just needed a movie to see. And um, movies, probably part of the reason why I became a filmmaker was probably partially because of that, because I just found that movies were something that could really um, give me an outlet and give me an opportunity and you know, I didn't go to start seeing them because I was going to be a movie maker, like or a filmmaker. That was never the plan. It was not like I'm going to be an actor and a screenwriter. I just really liked movies. And then later, when I actually went out and made a movie, it was just for fun. I just got some friends together and we did it. And then I realized I could do it. And then I said, oh, I'm doing this for my life because this is amazing. Like, I, I didn't even know that was an option. And so then it was just like, okay, well... I made a movie. I didn't even know what I was doing. What if I did know what I was doing? You know what I mean? And I think the thing is, is with, with art, when you're in a hard time, it can give you an incredible amount of just purpose and reason to live. And it can, it can unlock things in you. So I think like one of the big things that I encourage people to do is like go into an art not even because you're going to make a career out of it, just to do it out of a hobby, like start writing songs like Evan is, or make movies like I did as a teenager, you know, write a script, like just start doing it. And like, who cares where it goes or what happens with it? Like give yourself that. And when you're doing it, why not take a little extra moment with yourself and dig into like the depth of what you're trying to do? Because this is a thing that Evan and I are talking about and celebrating. I mean, there's something really profound in people if they're willing to give it a little bit of attention and time and energy. And that's, that's the thing, man, is like your life can go in so many directions. And I really believe that like art and the expression of art and the investigation of art is it's a total game changer. It's just a massive game changer. And when you're not trying to do it right, when you're actually doing it because you like it, when you're doing it because you're investigating it, because it's fun, because it's interesting, some of the best work will come out of you, you know? Because there is a point for career artists where they start to be like, this will move my career forward and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just, you know, whatever, joking around. But like, they, 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 we do, we get focused on that bullshit. And you know, you got to come back to the core. And if you're an artist who's been doing this for a while or, you know, whatever, 
why not instead of trying to get yourself ahead in your career, why don't you get deeper in your career? When you get deeper in your process, maybe that will be the thing that moves your career forward. Maybe not, but I can tell you this, you'll be a lot more fulfilled, you know? And I, I, I'm realizing more and more as I go down this road that it's, it's in the depth, you know, because really when you go into the depth, it doesn't really matter what happens because you, you, you get so much rewards out of that in and of itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's kind of the thing. And I think like, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause like, you know, there's been a time in my career where I'm like, you know, I had a fair amount of success, a fair amount of opportunity. It was like one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to be a big deal. And I definitely got caught up in the whole idea of like opportunity and moving my career forward and whatever. And I think anybody would, when you start throwing big numbers at a, at an artist, you know, it's like, Oh, that's exciting. But what I learned through that was that if you lose sight of why you do what you do, like if you lose sight of the depth, you get caught up in an inertia of like commercialism and surface and and it's not art anymore. It becomes a bullshit. Comes a different thing. <laughs> an inertia of bullshit. <laughs> an inertia of bullshit. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's I love that this is in some ways opened up into a converse a, a broader conversation about art in general, because so much of what you've been saying is like, yeah, that's that's really in some ways, like that's the nut, the, the the nuts and bolts of of any art form. You have a person who has something from their depths, and their art form is just their their best attempt at expressing that thing, right? Like it's just and it's and it's this thing of you know because for me, it's a continual thing. You, you continue to work towards expressing it as more honestly, more truthfully, more fully with everything that you're doing, you know, and that's something that, that requires digging or it requires, you know, um, or it requires, <laughs> yeah, or, or it requires launching yourself way out into the stratosphere or it requires yeah. something from you, right, to to access that thing more, more openly, more fully, more honestly, that's really the pursuit of the artist. You know, it's just like, all right, how do I take this thing and how do I, how do I just bring it? How do I just express it in, in a way that, that most, that most communicates this thing, you know, and we don't always, we rarely know how, exactly to do it the only way you figure out how to do it is just in doing it so i mean just in terms of your call to action earlier for people which was just just start do it like you know write that script take an acting class whatever but never forget that that most important element of of what is that fire inside you with this thing that you're doing, you know, try to do that, you know, have fun writing a script, but 
see just see what's inside you. You might yeah. just surprise yourself. You know, see what's there. See what's there. Like it's I I especially find with script writing is that it is one of the most surprising art forms I've ever engaged with. <laughs> you know, and I won't even put myself up there as being a great screenwriter, but you know, like I've definitely committed myself to it in the times that I've done it and and really sincerely tried to to do it well and to put something of my heart into everything that I've I've ever written. And every single time I just go Whoa, holy shit. This says things about me that I was not aware of, <laughs> you know, yeah, that I wasn't totally aware yeah. that I was saying about myself. <laughs> you know, sometimes so it feels almost embarrassing, you know, yeah. like I, you feel like I have there's there's too much of me in this. There's too much that if anyone was really looking, <laughs> you know, they would know more about me than I would maybe want them to know about me. Plausible deniability, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that was that was a friend of mine. That was a friend yeah. of mine. So I that just put it in there. I based yeah. that off of someone I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. That's I mean, totally what. Now yeah. I'm totally thinking that that's what so many writers are doing. Like they're just oh, yeah. saying that it was other people because it was them all along, and they don't want people to know. <laughs> Well, hey, let me say this. You know what? You wrote a script. Now, like, I don't know, like one day I'd like to actually make this movie and I hope that I do or we do. But um, you wrote On the Highway, which is, I think, the first script that you ever wrote yourself, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Okay, great. And one of the, honestly, one of the most memorable scripts that I've ever read. And it moved me and... I got a profound impact from it. Now, this is an example like the acting class where a script is written, might never get made, might never be a big deal. No one might ever see it. But I read it. I was there. I had the experience. And it's one of those things. It's like a really great script that just because it didn't get turned into a movie doesn't mean that it wasn't something really special. And just to give people context of why there's a moment in Evan's script on the highway where they hit what's called in a story structure model, which I call the rock bottom moment. It's the moment where the characters have essentially lost everything or the character main character has lost everything and they don't know how they're going to get out and things are beyond repair seemingly. And it's just like, it seems like everything's over. And if the audience is in the same shoes as the character and the character doesn't know how to get out and the audience doesn't know how to get out, you have a killer rock bottom moment because the audience is going to watch the next bit of your movie on the edge of their seats, wanting to know how do they figure their way out of this one? How do they get through it? What happens? How does this resolve? And you did that on an expert level. And, um, not only that, but the way it happens and, and the character story and their struggle was extremely moving and impactful to me. And I just remember reading that part in your story and just kind of putting my hand over my mouth and just kind of being like, okay, holy shit, that I did not see that. And then just being like, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happens? I have to know. And, and like, so you, you know, this is why art is so important. 
you know, because when you're really genuinely doing something, you, you can sometimes do something that's just so masterful and so brilliant. And I know for a fact that at that point, you knew a little bit about screenwriting, but you didn't know a lot. And for you to do something at that caliber, that's top tier level stuff. That's, that's like, that's what the professionals work to do. And you did that without knowing what the hell you were doing. And, and my point is, is that we all have this in us, but we don't. And like, if you go back to our last conversation about don't sell yourself short, I think maybe this is a nice pairing with that because go deeper. And maybe you might find out that you have more to offer than, you know, because you're not always conscious of what you're doing. Like I'm a conscious writer. Now I know how to create those moments in a story. Like in the last script I wrote, um, one of my friends said that he threw the script across the room when he hit the rock bottom <laughs> moment because it, it, it hit him so hard, so deeply. And I did that on purpose. I knew what I was doing to some degree. I had an awareness about it. But just because you don't know everything you're doing, my point is, is that you might still write at a level that is profound, professional, beyond professional, beyond what the professionals do if you just go deeper. Yeah. And it might surprise you. You might not know how you'll do it, but this is the thing. Like this is kind of, this is that, that artist work we're talking about, you know, where it, you don't always know you're making progress, but you also don't always know the impact it'll have if you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying, like to, dig deeper and and you might discover that there's more there that you have. Like, I promise you, <laughs> yeah. like, I promise you that there is promise you that there is. And, you know, when it comes to particularly within art, when there's genuine heart in something, we can overlook a lot of other things, you know, like, cause I think of that script. I was like, yeah, like I've done, from the, the first time that you read that script, I've made a lot of edits to that script because there are things is like, oh, that's not so good. This isn't so good. That's not so good. <laughs> you know, things have been cut and tweaked and things things like that as you learn. You learn how to get better and, and more effective in, at doing certain things technically. But, uh, you know, there's heart to it. I, kn I know that there was heart in that script because I know when I wrote it and where I wrote it from and what I was trying to do with it, you know, like I, I remember that and it will take you a lot further. Heart will take you further than, than, than just technical ability will, mm -hmm. you know, you'll, you'll have a lot of people who will, who will open a lot of doors for you because they'll see something in that, you know, someone who's just good technically, you know, it's just like that, that's a dime a dozen. But you mm -hmm. can, when you can spill yourself onto something and say something gut-wrenchingly honest or heartbreakingly open or embarrassingly funny, whatever it is, like if you can do that and you can spill that into your work, like we'll say, it's just like, hey, like, you know, maybe you've got some things to, to, to learn, but there's something about this, you know, like, I think that that's like one of the, the best things, qualities that you can have in anything that you do is when people have 
there's something about this. You know, like I've watched a lot of movies where I'm like, yeah, like there were some things that weren't that that could have definitely been better. But if it's got heart to it, like it leaves an impact, like it leaves a mark and every single human being's got heart. They've got heart. You've got heart somewhere. (laughs) And if you dig in and you find it and you and you commit, you commit to letting that come through. It's going to have an effect. I promise you it's going to have an effect. Yeah. Not just on the audience, but on you too. Yeah. Yeah. Every, you know, every piece of every work that you put your heart into changes you too. Yeah. Like it, it's, it has lessons. It has, you know, it has ebbs and flows and ups and downs and, and reveals things. It's, it's quite a process, which I think is another reason why people, why people actually pursue being artists because there's just nothing quite like it. You know, like there's nothing quite like it that, that does all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a love affair. <laughs> yeah. It can hey, be Evan, a, it can be a love hate affair. <laughs> but... It can be a love hate affair for sure. Hey man, it doesn't mean there isn't passion, right? Yeah. Most passionate relationships, you know, it's gotta be a little fight every now and then. That's right? true. That's true. You know, you can't agree on everything. It's you know, and uh, it is a, it is a, the law of relationship. You know, something we talk about in this podcast. Your your own relationship to yourself as an artist and artistry is a relationship. And you know, I would say like um, to to kind of give a continual pairing to the topics we've been talking about. Um, two episodes ago, we talked about resolutions, but we look at resolutions often as a static thing. Like I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to do this. And then I'm, I'm good. And it's like, well, your resolutions are even a relationship. Your goals are a relationship. Your everything's a relationship. Well, not everything, but the things that matter most are a relationship. And that means that, you know, you, you manage them, you maintain them, you care for them, you give them attention. And your art is like that too. And like, it's not like you do depth work one time and then you've done depth work. You do depth work on a regular basis. You, you know, you continually do depth whenever it's called upon you by your art and your art will be like a lover in a weird way. It is kind of like that. And it will ask you, I need more of you in this and you'll have to respond. And if you don't, your relationship with your art will suffer. And just like it would in a romantic relationship or a friendship, you know, sometimes your friend is going to need you and it's going to call on something of you. That's Mm -hmm. more of you than, than you maybe always know you have inside of you. And then you either show up for it or you don't. And if you start looking at your art that way, I think you might build a a relationship with it that is a lot more fulfilling for it and for you. But Evan, (laughs) before we continue this thing any further, why don't we just talk about beer? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this has been great. This has been fantastic. I, I love so much where this conversation has gone. And it's been great because it's like been about our own practical artistic experience, but it's also been about the greater concept of art. And that's really 
it's always wonderful when these conversations lead into that because you know it is it's it's really fun for me to celebrate art in and of itself and the artistic process and just being an artist and man i i just don't i don't know i mean maybe it's not for everybody maybe but like i just don't I just love my life because I pursued the arts. It's been a profound and amazing journey to have given myself the opportunity to have art in it and to have an artistic expression and to get to have sat in some of these classes and watched some of my fellow performers move us to tears and to have like, for example, other screenwriters like yourself share a script with me and get to read it when most of the world might never get to experience it and all of these wonderful things and like to go on a hike with you for example and i remember you were telling me about trying to find your sound and like what a great cool thing to do and that's what artists do we we do things like that and the tv and the movies and the and the facebooks and the twitters and all the bullshit that you do it all just becomes so small in comparison to that when you when you have a little appreciation for the creative process. So anyway, I just had to say that. Anyway, I'll decide what I'm drinking because I'm getting way, <laughs> off, way too off topic. All right, I'm having a West Coast IPA. And this is again from Sawback Brewing Co., which I've had for the third week in a row um, because I just decided that Sawback was my go-to for this month. Um but every single beer you guys have put out at Sawback has been great. I, I just, I'm like, bravo. That's all I have to say. This one's good. The last two were good. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, you pour it out. Of the, I got it in a can this time, but it's, uh, you pour it out of the can. There's not too much head. It's very smooth. It's not too hoppy. It's very tasty. It has all the winning elements. So whatever. I'm like a big fan of this brewery and, I discovered them since I've been here in Alberta and they're, they're, they're great. So if you have a chance to try one of their beers, I recommend it. Granted, I've only tried three, but, um, everything has been a winner. So there you go. Nice. Well, I've, uh, today I'm drinking one that I've, I've had before, but it's been a long time since I've had this one and, and I've been eyeing it up for weeks now. <laughs> And then, so I was like, you know Waiting what? To make your move. <laughs> yeah. So I'm drinking, uh, you know, one of the flagships. I think it's, you know, one of their more recent flagships, over at least in the last couple of years. Uh, I'm drinking Glitter Bomb from Phillips Brewing Company, which is a uh, hazy pale ale, and uh, it's so good. Yeah, I've had that it, one. Yeah. Love it. It's so good. It's it's one of those when I when I picked it up, I had uh, the guy at the ringing it through was was asking me. He's like, he's like, hey, like, what's the flavor of that one? Like, you know, like, and I and I just said, I honestly can't really remember, man. I just remember that it's really good, and you should try <laughs> it if you haven't tried it. And he's like, okay, I will. So, nice. I just love those little beer exchanges sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> brings people together yeah all right well let's let's wrap this one up i'll uh i'll go ahead because i'm talking all right 
Uh, this has been a great chat, as I usually yeah. say. Almost always say that. I always enjoy our conversations, Brandon. That's why we keep doing this. Uh, yeah, it definitely ended up going into some directions that I didn't expect, and we ended up exploring some things. We ended up digging into some things a little bit, which is so much about what the show is. Let's dig, let's dig, let's dig. Let's see what we find. Let's see if we can extract some wisdom that we didn't know before or find some inspiration in some way. Um, so in, in, in many ways, our, our podcast is very much in the spirit of the, the topic of, of today's conversation. And I think I'll just reiterate digging deeper, digging into our depths is always worth it. It's always worth it. There's there's nothing bad that can come of it. And I don't know if there's really a much more worthy endeavor that we can <laughs> we can do as human beings. You know, like digging into our depths is like really, you know, it's like it's about knowing ourselves. Right? And what was like the one piece like I I should know who said this but know thyself <laughs> how many how many people have have said this throughout human history know thyself and I think that that's very much w which is at the center of what we're talking about in terms of digging into your depths is is know who you are and through the process of of art and creativity I mean there's there's almost no better process, you know, like active living process. Creativity is an active living thing, you know, and that's a process that is, I think, is there for us so that we can do this. You know, it's one of the ways in which we come to know ourselves. It's one of the ways that we get to dig in deep and, and learn about, you know, the truth of who we are. You know, it's, it gives us a vehicle for exploring that, doing it, and doing it in a way that's, well, creative. <laughs> you know, it gives us a creative way of, of knowing who we are. And I think that's just a beautiful thing. So if there's something that you're interested in doing, take up an art form. Please take up an art form. Or maybe you already have an art, for, art form and... Whether maybe you've been sitting on doing it, maybe you've been putting it off, maybe you've been procrastinating, or maybe you are in doing it and you're you're active in doing it, but maybe you've started phoning it in a little bit. Start digging back in. You know, it seems like there's so much work because there is some work that's required in doing it. It requires thought. It requires attention that we have to put into it, that yes, it has a demand that it places upon us. But the thing is, is that remember that it gives back. It gives back immensely because when you, as you said, Brandon, when you hit that well, I mean, it's a well, it's a spring, it bursts forth and it gives back. It gives back usually more than what you put in. <laughs> yes. So Way just, more. so just don't forget about that fact. Don't forget 
that it gives back to you more than what you put in. So, so just start digging, start digging and go. To be or not to be, that is the question. Shakespeare, Hamlet, you ask that question, how do I say to be or not to be? How do I say that? The answer is in the depth. It's all there. And until you dig in, you'll never know. But if you try to have an idea about, oh, I'll say it this way, I'll say it that way, it just, you'll never know. And, and if you pondered that question, if you dug into that question, if you just dig and dig and dig, and just let it tell you, it, you'll, you'll, you'll find so much more. And every time you say to be or not to be, that is the question. Every time you do that, it will be so true, so real, so profound, and it will come out perfectly. And it, it, it's, it's this thing. It's like this weird thing about being in the, in the arts where at first we come in so arrogant, so prideful, so I can do this. I can control it. I can, I can show everybody what I am. And I think with experience, you begin to just release that. You just let go of it and you say, you will show me what you are. And, and so when I look at this, I say, take on the arts so that you can, you can begin to find out something that is just new beyond you, but it's in you. You just have never dug into it. You don't know it exists only because you've never given it the time and the attention and the care. And it'll be very interesting to see what comes out of you if you give it a chance. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.